Good evening and welcome to this week's Two Up Top Show with myself, it's just myself at the moment, and my name is Gav Mack. On today's show, we will be speaking to a guy who began his senior career at Aston Villa in 2008, and after a couple of loan spells with Derby and Blackpool, he became a fixture in the Villa side in 2008. And eleven. He also had spells at Crystal Palace and Bolton before joining Sheffield Wednesday in 2015. And he's been a key part of that club ever since. With 364 club appearances and 27 caps for his country, I'm delighted to welcome Barry Bannon onto the show. It's uh, two up top that you're watching. You may be listening to in association with Macau Sports Bar and Grill over in New York City and sponsored by DC Music Services. But we don't want to talk about those at the moment. No offence, gents and guys and girls, because we're here with Barry Bannon, as I said before. Barry. You made your first team debut in 2008 uh, for Aston Villa. What was going through your mind? Um, it was just excited, really, and... And a lot of people get nervous, but I've never really had that feeling. I don't know if I've had it and I, I hide it in a good way, but I've never really felt nervous going into games. I always look forward to it because I love football so much. It's more an excitement thing than a nervous thing. So even though I was um, playing for a strong Aston Villa team that day, I just wanted to go out there and, and play football, really. Mm. Cause it was, um, it, was uh, interna- it was not international, it was a European game, wasn't it? Was it, was it Hamburg? Yeah, it was Hamburg away in Germany. Um, I came on for the last 30 minutes, I think. Uh, I think Craig Gardner came off that night um, and I went on. So I was just buzzing, really. It was all my hard work had, had paid off, really. And I was, it was just a, a great time in my career at that time, especially playing in Europe as well. When you grow up as a kid, yeah, you want to play in the Champions League, Europa Leagues and to make my debut for my football club in the Europa League was a big achievement. Excellent. Um, you, you, after then, you took um, a couple of loan moves and, you know, it was just as you started to break through to the Aston Villa side. So did you see that as an opportunity to grow as a player going out on loan or would you have preferred at the time to have been like stayed at Villa and, and, and tried to do some, some real legwork there? Yeah, it was a tough one because obviously once you get a taste of the first team football, to then go back and play for the reserves again, it's 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 a tough one to take after you've had the the taste. You want to keep you want to keep doing it. So I was in a position where I was travelling in the Premier League games, but never ever getting stripped. So I was the 18th, 19th man or whatever it was at the time. Yeah. So as much as the, I knew the team was a very it was teams like Stuart Downing, Gareth Barry, James Milner, Ashley Youngs. Petrovs and people like that. It was a strong, strong Aston Villa team. Football after getting the men's football. I wanted to play men's football after getting the taste in Hamburg and Moscow and stuff like that. So the Blackpool one came at the right time, really. Um, I think Derby was actually my first one. Derby were in the championship, so I seen mm-hmm. it as a, a big chance. For Normally you get players that at my age at the time, you would normally go to League One and League Two. So yeah. I got kind of lucky in a way where it was a top championship team and I jumped at the chance, really. It was also just down the road from Birmingham as well. So it was brilliant because it, that helped me in my development as well. It was going from playing reserve games where 
still competitive, but the championships like a proper men's game, and it 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 toughened me up for what was to come. Excellent. Um, yes. So you were at. Uh, at Derby on loan, but you did also go to to Blackpool on loan, and you helped them with their promotion. What was it like being part of a team like Blackpool with that sort of winning mentality? It was crazy, really, because when I went there, I think we were we were we were down the bottom half, if I remember rightly. They were doing all right, but you would never ever have had them going up. It was like it was just another case of going and getting games under my belt to to get me right for the following season where I was looking to push on at Villa so when I went there I never in the slightest thought that there was going to be a promotion charge or anything like that I spoke mm-hmm. to Ian Holloway and he, you know everybody knows what Holloway is like he's enthusiastic and from day one we clicked and after the phone call I was I was I couldn't wait to get up there and get started he told me what he had in plan for me and and all this so he made me feel really wanted so I never looked back, but to go there and get promoted was was unbelievable. Really, um, they were actually a really really good team. Like they never had top names or big big name players. It was just a proper good squad. And then the likes of Charlie Adams and Brett Ormerods and people like that stepped up that year, and and it was it's probably one of my best moments in football so far. Great stuff. What is Ian Holloway like? We, we, we see him, we see him on telly, and you know he comes out with with some stuff. I listen to him on talks, what every now and then. Is he like that in real life, or is it sort of a bit of an act? Not that is exactly what you see is what you get. He's <laughs> brilliant. It's as if he just wakes up and his wife just like turns something in his back and like twitches him up, and he that's him. He's off. He's like a Duracell bunny. He's he's just relentless. He don't stop really, but. He's that enthusiastic and and he just, everyone gets treated the same. That was one of the biggest things for me, really. Whether you were starting a living, not in the squad, he never treated anyone different. He was the same person with everyone and he was really big on bringing everyone together. So some days we would go into training, expecting to train. And mm. he would just say, we're not training today, we're going down to the local calf baking and sausage sandwiches today. <laughs> and everyone was looking, thinking, what? And this would be on a Thursday before the Saturday game. We'd be in the local calf just all munching away and baking <laughs> and stuff. What but legend. You can't knock it because it, it obviously worked. Like we got promoted. It was it was just if some of the things that I, I would tell you you would never you would never believe. Like we used to go in and train and it'd be it'd be gale force winds raining and everything and we would be in the same training kit, but we'd have to then travel back in the training kit as well. Oh. You have to wash your own training kit and stuff like that. But the group of boys that we had never complained whatsoever. I don't think nowadays there wouldn't be many teams that would put up with what that team put up with, but it just showed you where they'd come from. They came from nothing to, mm. to the Premier League. Yeah, exactly that. Um, you made it back to Aston Villa. And you, I think you, you made your first team debut on the opening day, but it was your, it was your full first full debut that didn't come until November. How did that conversation come around, and like how soon before kickoff were you aware that you were going to be making your your first team debut? I think the I came on in the West Ham game. That was the opening day of the season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I don't know where I can't really remember 
do you know who it was? My first Fulham. Fulham Cottage. Yeah, yeah. Fulham away. Um, I can't really. I I just think it was like the day before. I was always I was starting to come on a lot more regular off the bench and and make an impact. And then I think it was a Friday where we were doing old V Young and stuff. I just got pulled by the manager and said, "You're starting today, and you're starting tomorrow." And make it feel I'm just go and do what you've been doing. And then the excitement starts to kick in. You're phoning all your family, your mates, saying you're starting tomorrow. Blah blah blah. And then obviously it's come game day. It's you've got to concentrate. But like I said, that was that was another big point in my career as well. I think I set a goal up that day as well. So. It was a good debut all round. I think we won and I set Mark Albrighton up. So it was amazing, obviously, to be playing in the Premier League because all the hard work as a kid and watching the Premier League and wanting to do it eventually came true for me. Mm. I've got to say, I've, I've got a load of questions that I've, I've, I'd love to ask. And, you know, I've got people that are uh, messaging me as well, which are sending questions as well. But I just wanted to sort of like tip on, on what you just said there because like you, you set up Mark Albrighton. I, I, I love Football Manager. And I used to play FM all the time. And I'd always use Villa. And the reason why is because they used to be able to allow so many different coaches as well. And I'd get really busy on those sort of things. But I looked at that team. You had like players like Craig Garner, yourself, um, Izzy Osborne, um, uh, Michael Brighton, as, as we mentioned. You know, that youth team, that, that, that sort of like core group. What a strong group of players that was. Yeah, that was, even like coming through as a kid, we used to play against like your Man U's and Arsenal's and Chelsea's and I remember we beat like Arsenal 5 and 6-1 and we were beating Chelsea, I think they beat them 10-1 or something. I wow. didn't play in that game, but the youth team was like unbelievable to be honest and I think a lot of that was down to the, the coach that we had um, Tony McAndrew Gordon Cowens and then the reserve manager Kevin McDonald that managed in the first team a bit as well he did yeah they were all um, they were all unbelievable really Um, they were old school but they they pushed us to the limit so I think nowadays the youth the youth team players get looked after a bit too much and if treated too well compared to how we are and that's why I think nowadays you don't really see as much coming through because they get everything given to them nowadays whereas back in the day we used to we had to do jobs like we used to clean boots Mm. we used to do the kit on match days which was unreal because you used to get in the first team changing room and see all the other players like the Man U boys and stuff but we we used to have to do jobs and it kept you grounded a little bit but I think nowadays that is kind of went out the game and now the youth team have they've all got the Balenciagas and all that already <laughs> really back first team appearance so I think going back to it with the coaches that we had at Villa they kept us grounded and kept us working for what we wanted and I think that's why the academy produced so many good players they were they were tough on us but fairly tough on us as well at the same time and, and it just kept you on your toes and if you ever started to get carried away because you'd been on the bench, they would like, you know, so, and I think a lot of my, my heart, where I am this, this day and age now is down to them, 
the managers that I've mentioned in the youth team um, getting the best out of me from when I was young. Well, clearly it showed something because you also had in in that month where you got your first full debut for Aston Villa, your first full call up for the Scottish national side. What what was it? What was yeah, it like being was, part of that? That was Faroe Islands, I think. We'd played Man U on the weekend. We drew 2-2 two, two at Villa Park of 3-3 three, three or something. And I got married a match and then I was meeting up with the Scotland squad that that weekend after that game. So I was on Cloud 9 after playing a, a good match against Man United and then to go and play with my national team was unbelievable. I think I played against Dan Fletcher on the Saturday and then when we met up on the Monday, he obviously spoke to me straight away and and encouraged me and said, just do what you've done on Saturday, you'll be fine. And then later on in the week, I realised that I was starting as well, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect because I just only I was only young and I had just my first call up. But I got, I think the manager pulled me and said, I'm going to play you. You've obviously been doing well for your club. Um, you're starting, just go and enjoy it. And it was the Faroe Islands at Aberdeen. And it was a Wednesday night or something. So I was on the phone again to all my family, got got them all aware that I was starting. They all travelled up and watched and I can't remember the score, but I got money to match again that my first full uh, international cap and it was it was unbelievable. I remember the journey back. It just you have to pinch yourself sometimes. I was driving back with my uncle, my dad and my cousin and that in the car. We were just speaking about it, thinking this is crazy really it's just went from nothing to the the highest where you can go really is playing for your country and doing well excellent but it shows that you know you were finally getting recognition for you know all the all the kind words and all the graft and you know everything that you were doing from the youth team to the first team you're playing for playing in uh you know international games by that point in 2013, though, you moved over to to Crystal Palace. You know how how obviously it's a new challenge. You know, and I can imagine that you know the prospect of it was 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 really good. But how did it feel leaving Aston Villa, knowing that you've been there for for so many years? Yeah, it was tough to take. Um, I'd obviously been here since I was 13, so I used to go to all the games from 13 till I started playing for them. So I was more or less an Aston Villa fan as well by mm. by the time I was leaving. Um, so it was tough. I had loads of friends here from school that I'd grown up with. All my teammates like that came through the youth with me, some of them so were still staying and I was having to leave. So it's a tough one to take because I didn't really want to leave Villa, if I was being honest. it was I was more forced to do so at the time, so I couldn't really do much, but I didn't want to leave because I was enjoyed that I was living by my my family. All my friends were here, so it was I was I was happy. But things like that happen in football. I wasn't in the manager's plans and was asked to move on. So, and luckily I got a, a move to Crystal Palace and then Lindy. Mm-hmm. Um, was 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 Holly there as well? Holloway Ian Holloway was he there when you got there, or did you, you just missed him? No, he's he was the one that signed me at Palace. So. On deadline day, and I think I was in Scotland actually with the Scotland national team at the time. So I had to travel from Scotland down to London and 
do my medical and get it all sorted. But it was Ian Holloway again that phoned up and says, I'd like you to come and enjoy us. And it's going to be a tough season, but I think we're good enough to stay in the league and, and build on from there. And I want you to be part of it. So it was quite an easy decision in the end. Obviously, I didn't want to leave Villa, but I had to leave Villa. So, And then obviously, I've already worked with the gaffer Ian Holloway and really enjoyed working with him with my time at Blackpool so it was a no-brainer really yeah um he did move on in in the end there and I think he ended up playing under a couple of different gaffers so just um, checking my notes um at uh at Palace um Keith Millen was there and, and Tony Pulis and you know was it, with the multiple changes did that sort of make make you feel like mm, I'm not quite sure whether it was right for me or were you, was it, were you intrigued to learn different styles from different management? Yeah, it was tough. Um, Keith Mullen played me, Keith, when he was intern. I played quite a bit under Keith and done pretty well. And then I think Tony Pulis got the job. And um, I, start, I think the day he got the job, I scored the winner at Holloway. So he was in the stand watching. He mm-hmm. just been got. He just got the job, but he couldn't take the game that day. But I scored the winner, so I had to play the next game. Really, I don't like, like, <laughs> first game in charge. He had to really play me. So can imagine I people played. be kicking off if you weren't playing that <laughs> next game. <laughs> there would have been a knock on the door. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So I played the first few games under the gaffer, but Tony Pulis. But then I, I ended up not playing at all under him, and it was just probably a clash of styles really and we were fighting for a life so it was like more so we didn't really I didn't say I don't see why I say we don't we didn't play football but it was more try to stay in the game and Nick he's more of a pragmatic manager isn't he and like your your style is very it's very creative and you know you know, like getting in the hole and like finding gaps and things like that. And, you know, as a fan, you know, I'll be watching, you know, when, when he was at Stoke and when he's at West Brom and, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's very sort of like rigid and it's difficult to find a flair type player. So, you know, I'll, I'll get that completely. Um, he was pretty honest with yeah. me though from day one. That's, that's the good thing as well about the gaffer. I couldn't say a bad word about him because he was honest. So I knew how it was from day one rather than someone like, just not speaking to you or telling you one thing and then doing another thing. He was straight down the line, so I didn't mind that, to be honest. So, But it just never happened under Pulis. And then I think it was Neil Warnock and then Padre. So I didn't really play under Warnock either. Um, we were doing... they done well, to be fair. They they good. Uh, the thing was... At this time in my career, I, there was no one that would really play me in the middle. It was always if I played, I would play wide. Yeah. And I wasn't really a winger, to be honest. I was more a midfielder. But um, Palace had two good, three or four good wingers at the time. They had Zaha, um, Balassi, Punchin. So it was tough to play wide. So I couldn't really complain. And then Padre coming, that's when I left. Um, I played mm-hmm. a few games under Padre, went on loan. Started off well. And then got dragged at half time against Tottenham at Selhurst Park. We were drawn 0 0. And I think I was on a yellow card or something. And he said I didn't want to risk you, but I never played after that. So I ended up going on going to Bolton. <laughs> and then um, not long after that, you joined 
Sheffield Wednesday is where you're at now. And, you know, I, um, I had the pleasure of, uh, of coming up to, to watch you. Actually, you scored the winner as well from the, from the spot. Uh, myself and, uh, and young Wesley Emery, uh, someone who you know pretty well, came to that game. And, uh, yeah, the fans absolutely buzz off you. And it, what's, what's that like, you know, yeah. being out on the pitch and hearing tens of thousands of fans singing your name? Yeah, it's amazing, obviously. There's people obviously say players do find their homes and and football. And to be fair, I never really found a home until I came to Sheffield Wednesday. I was at Villa, I loved it. And then the other teams, it just didn't really happen. Um, But as soon as I came there, after a few months, I knew this was the place where I was going to be for a long, long time. Um, Like you said, the fans took to me straight away, which mm-hmm. was a massive confidence boost when you go out on the pitch. Like if you hear them fans singing your name, it you can do it. It, it makes you feel as if you can do anything. So yeah, it's been unbelievable. Really, the only downside I would say is that we've not got promoted to the Premier League yet, and that's a thing that I want to do before I finish my career. I want to play in the Premier League again. So hopefully, I can get Sheffield Wednesday promoted and and give back the fans what they want and for all the support that they've given me since I've been there. Excellent stuff. Great stuff. Well, I've got I've got a few questions that are that are, that are popping up. One in particular from from um, Sean Cool. I imagine you know who this is. Can you ask uh, Barry? He's uh, he said, where have you learnt more about football, Kippen Street car park or Bodymore Heath? It's a good question to be honest. Um, Kitten Street was where I lived. It was the block of flats outside, and this is my this is my nephew. This is um, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it would have been a dodgy question, but he's actually taking it serious for once. Kitten <laughs> <laughs> um, Street was where I was brought up and where we used to go out and play. And obviously, it's it was back then. It was there was no sitting in on iPads and playstations and all that. It was you were out from ten in the morning till your mum and dad were shouting in you at 10 at night really and mm-hmm. we were lucky because we all lived in flats and it was me my two nephews my cousin lived in the same flat as me my nephew was in the flat across from us so we used to have we used to get four sides quite a lot almost every day and it was just that's where I learned all my my stuff it wasn't obviously you get coached as you get older but the, the the basics and what you need to go to these academies is where I learned in Kitten Street. So I'd probably say Kitten Street was the making of me, but then I progressed and got better by working under better coaches, obviously. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to young pros, not just at Sheffield Wednesday, but... You know, just young professional footballers that are about to come through, you know, like the ones that are sort of like 16, 17. What advice would you give them? I would just probably the biggest bit of advice is to work as hard as you can and never have any regrets. Um, I think for me growing up, I was written off quite a bit because of my size at the time. There were people saying he's too small. He's too... There's no harm There's no harm in being that high, I'm just saying. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had that in my head to prove people wrong, so that's why I worked as hard as I could because I wasn't going to be as strong as people, but I could run further and longer than people and 
then my technical side would come out. So I tried to be as fit as I could from a young age growing up and and hopefully that would outweigh the the strength issue. So mm-hmm. people growing up, the young kids nowadays, I would just say to work as hard as they can and and enjoy it as much as they can because it, it's a quick career. So um, here's the situation. It's currently half seven. Um, in about half an hour, I'm going to get the laptop out. I'm going to play a bit of football manager. I'm going to start a career with Sheffield Wednesday. What kids should I be looking out for? We've got a few, to be fair. We've got a few kids at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, the little boy, Alex Hunt, uh, came on against Man City in the cup not long ago. With Came on in midfield with me and Joey Pelopesi. Um He's got a bright future, Alex Hunt. He's pretty similar to the way I play, to be honest. He's mm-hmm. technical, likes to try and make things happen. We've got a young Irish boy called Connor, Gr- Connor Grant that's going to be really good. He's number 10. Um bit like Berbatov, um, good touch, great vision. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think who else. We're scribbling these down as we go, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they would be the, the 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 two that I would look out for. But we, to be honest, we've got a really good under-18s and reserve team. There's a few that have got a real good chance. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, what was it like to train with the first team for the first time when you when you like going back to early days of your career? Yeah, at Aston Villa it was it was pretty intimidating. Obviously, um, I was quite chippy when I was younger. So when I was cleaning the boots and stuff, they used to give me a bit, and I used to give them a bit back. So I I kind of never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that you speak to will, will probably back you up on that. Um, but I had a good relationship before I actually went to train with them because I used to give them it back and I think they liked that. So mm. I was still intimidated a bit because it was a top, top Aston Villa team that I started training with. Like they mm. were finished six for three seasons in a row, I think. Got to the final of the, the League Cup and stuff against Man U and there was players like James Milner's and Gareth Barry's Ashley Young's that have went on to win Champions Leagues and league titles for numerous seasons. So it was intimidating, but I enjoyed it because the standard was just unbelievable. I think that team that I broke into and started training with is probably the the best team that I've I've been around in my career. Mm. Um, who did you model yourself on when you were a youngster? Who do you, you know, like for instance, me? I'm, I'm relatively short, um, like like yourself, massive Arsenal fan. So I tried my best to be Ian Wright in the playground. Who were you? Um, there was one or two. Obviously, there was Paul Scholes that I admired. Unbelievable! I thought he was one of the best I'd seen. But then. As I started getting older and watching like the foreign games, um, I loved Iniesta. Um, yeah. So it was schools, and then as I started watching Barcelona and Messi and people like that, Iniesta, I took a liking to Iniesta, and um, it was basically them two that I tried to to take little bits out of their game and try and put into minds. Mm, brilliant. Um, who's the best player you've played with who never quite made it as a professional? There was a boy at um, Aston Villa called Morgan Evans that was unbelievable. Um, 
he had everything. He was a bit like back in the days, a bit like Cristiano Ronaldo, where he was a winger, but he was tall, had all the mm. tricks, rapid, could score you goals, but for some reason he just never made it. He was he was a bit crazy as well. He, <laughs> he used to answer back, and he just it, it was down to his own fault really because he could have been anything really if he just listened and, and did what he was told. But he was one of them players like he's probably like a a Gaza like that was just crazy but was so so talented. Brilliant. Um, sort of on that as well. Who is a professional? Who's the most underrated player you've played with in your career? Uh, Might have stumped you there. The from every club or just just and all the clubs. Uh, yeah for any club yeah. Um. So you just didn't you didn't feel got enough recognition for how quality they actually were. I'd probably say the boy now at um, Sheffield Wednesday. He's had a few bad injuries with his hips and stuff, but my first season at Sheffield Wednesday, he came through at Man United, Kieran Lee. Okay. Um, it's the first season I was at Sheffield Wednesday, when we got to the final, he was unbelievable. He could do everything. He was like, he played in the middle with me, or I played wide, and him and Hutch played in the middle. Um, but he was, I was so like taken aback by how good he was. Um. Obviously, you've got to be good coming through at Man United, but I think he went to Oldham or something from Man U. And mm -hmm. we got Sheffield Wednesday signed him from Oldham. And he he was brilliant. He just, he was everywhere. He used to run 13k, he could score. Mm. He was, he, he's unreal. And um, I think the Sheffield Wednesday fans, to be honest, do love him. So he doesn't go under the radar. But I would say he's one of them ones that, as a teammate, you realise how good he is like when you get to play with him. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I've got a couple more questions. I'm going to go to the um, go to the old social media. Um, so I've got these sort of questions I've been dying to ask myself, to be fair, anyway. So um, who's been your, your toughest opponent? I'll say two because I've just, I've played wide and I've played in the middle. So mm. the toughest opponent I've played against playing wide was we played Spain and I, 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 it was years ago so Jordi Alba wasn't I was thinking oh, I'm buzzing here because I'm playing against somebody that I don't really know Yeah. whereas all the rest were big names so I was thinking no, I've got, I'll be alright today we got this young Jordi Alba boy and he was he was unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> we were obviously defending for most of the night but he was just on really just I couldn't really do much. He was quick. And when we got the ball he was in in your face. He was just I just remember thinking this is top top level this. So I would say him as a fullback. And as a centre mid, um I, I would probably say skulls. And he was towards the end of his career as well. It's when he came back to Man United for the second time. Mm -hmm. We played it. We played at Villa Park, and 
I just remember he like he used to try and get tight to him. He would pop it round the corner if he stood. If you sit off him, he, he would just ping it. He was just unbelievable, really. And this was towards the end of his career. He, I just remember thinking this guy is everything that I want to be, but he's way, way, way better. He was just unreal. Oh, awesome, awesome. Um, got a question on social media. Um, who is the best player you've played with at club or international level and why? I'd probably say the best player I've played with is Gareth Barry. Um, he just he just did everything. I remember watching him when I was younger. He was fullback as I was coming through, and then he was centre. He played centre half, wide, and then in the middle. And I remember when I was starting to break into the first team, I was with the same agent as him, so I was quite close with him, mm-hmm. and just watching him and and, and stuff. He was probably underrated as well because I think because obviously obviously got England caps and went on to get appreciated here. But at Aston Villa, because he wasn't at a top team, I think he went under the radar. But he was just unbelievable. He's, he had everything. He, people say that he wouldn't be able to play at the top level because his pace, but he was that good that he even went and played at the top level and mm. played for England. And I think he's the old is he not the old time leading appearances in the Premier League now or something as well indeed yeah so, yeah, yeah I would say yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's made the name for himself really hasn't he yeah he was probably the, he's the standout in my career so far brilliant I've only got a couple more questions um, if you weren't a footballer what would you have been <laughs> wow um, I would probably go down the same lines as my old man and just have joined in with him and he's a he's a painter and decorator so I think that's the route I would have went down but I was all set on everything was set towards being a footballer so mm-hmm. it wouldn't have it would have I would have tried my hand at another sport probably if I failed at football because I love, I love all sorts of sports but if I never made it at football I'd it would have been quite tough to make it anything else so I'd probably say a painter and decorator with my old man yeah, and um, what, um, in your opinion, has been the best game you've ever played? It's a toughie. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, because I don't really... I don't... It's probably my international debut for Scotland, if I'm going to look back. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having a good game that night in Sky Sports News because I was young and coming through the Premier League, they'd done a big piece on me the next day and showed the clips from the game that night. So I'd probably say that's probably the, the standout game. I know it was against um, Faroe Islands, but... Well, you, probably... you play what's, again, what's in front of you? Yeah, so it was that was probably my, my best performance, yeah. And the final question is my final question. It's... Um... <laughs> Sorry, before I ask my question, Wes has popped in. Wes Henry's watching. Wants to know if you changed his goal swing yet. No, I'm still cat handed but <laughs> I do play off seven, so I'm doing not bad. I don't That's not it. bad. I'll play for about 77. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, my final question and, and the final question of, 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 the, of the chat um, is after your career's finished? Are you going to stay in football? What's the, what Have you thought about what's happening next? 
Yeah, well, as you all know from listening to this interview, obviously I'm a massive around football. I play football. I've been battering football manager as well. So <laughs> that's what I'm hoping to do. I'll probably, as I'm getting on, I'm 30 now, so I'm looking into doing my badge. I was going to do it in May, my B licence, but obviously with it, the way the situation in the world is at the minute, it, mm. it don't look as if it's going to happen. But as soon as I can get my football badges, my B, my A, done then I'll do that and hopefully I get lucky enough to to get a manager's job or even a youth team job and try and work up from from there but I would like to stay in football at some sort of degree whether it's agent or coach or academy but I would my main aim is I'm going to try and be a manager of a team one day and hopefully I can do that. Excellent. Barry, it's been an absolute pleasure you being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And I'm hoping that everybody who's been able to watch has been able to appreciate it as well. Um, Barry, thank you very, very much. Um, this has been Two Up Top. You've been watching Two Up Top, uh, the, the, well, the weekly review show, uh, which obviously with everything that's happening at the moment, there's not really much to review. So it's great to have someone like Barry on the show today. Tune in on Thursday uh, for our top fives as we usually run with. So you'll, uh, you'll be able to see a little bit more of what's happening on that on social media. And you can follow all our social media links. And if you look along the bottom of your screen, you'll see a couple there. There's our Twitter. Uh, there's our Instagram. Um, they are all the same, at 2 up top football. So feel free to, uh, to have a butchers at that. Thank you, everybody. And goodbye. <laughs>